welcome to another episode of What If It's Cool, the show where we talk about anything and everything that is cool in the world today. I am Batteries Not Included, Daniel Paul Crow. On this episode, we have a sit down interview with APW star Jordan Sampson. We have a chat about his upbringings from his early starts in MMA as to what he's doing now in wrestling, but also his love for death matches. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Jordan, firstly, thank you for so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be part of our show. Um, now, how did you get into the business exactly? Uh, so before like wrestling came along and everything like that, I did uh, MMA and kickboxing for like six years or something like that. Like started mm-hmm. when I was like 15, 16. Um, did that for like a fair solid amount of run. I was like, did a lot of, uh, had a lot of K1 fights, ended up winning like a state title uh, in K1 kickboxing fought for like a national title a couple of times, stuff like that. Um, just like amateur stuff, but like high level amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really good team behind me and stuff like that. And then um, just kind of fell out of like complete love with fighting, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like I still enjoyed doing it, but it was definitely something that like, if your mind's not in it 100%, it's probably not something you should be doing. Totally agree. Um, so like fast forward, Ended up getting married, uh, and me and my wife, we went on a honeymoon. She loves wrestling as well. Mm-hmm. We timed our wedding and our honeymoon purely to go to WrestleMania. Nice. Um, <laughs> so we went to WrestleMania, I think, 33, the mm-hmm. second uh, New Orleans one. Mm-hmm. So Roman and Brock was the main event. Ronda Rousey's debut, that one. So we just we like spent four weeks or five weeks in America and spent a week at WrestleMania. So that was really awesome. Mm. So I was still kind of trying to find something to do um, outside of kickboxing to, you know, keep myself busy and not get too overweight. Um, <laughs> so I, I had a friend who I was in prep with. I randomly put up a post for Adrenaline Pro Wrestling doing tryouts. Yep. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. And I was just talking about it. And then we're just like, I was just like, you know what, stuff and I'm just going to go do it. And uh, kind of the rest of this history after that, went and did the tryout and then started training. And then now we're here. Wow. So when, when exactly did you debut? Uh, so I started training. I've got a mate who's a lot better with dates. Um, it was like February or March 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, had about a month off when I went on a holiday and then ended up debuting uh, September that year. I think it was oh. September. Right. on like one of the uh, APW breakout shows. All right. Well, you just said that, you know, it was a complete, you know, you've had MMA experience and all that stuff, but what was some of the hardest things that you had to deal with, but like from going from MMA to wrestling? Um, I think I actually kind of had like a pretty good, easy transition. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense, going from MMA to wrestling, like I didn't experience a lot of the, uh, like the jitters and stuff of coming into contact with people and almost throwing my body around. So I could do a lot more of throwing my body around in wrestling than I ever did with MMA. Mm. But I was definitely very used to, you know, being grappled and being thrown around and like the physicality side of things, you know? Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that kind of just helped me adapt and pick up wrestling a lot more than like, say, the normal person would. Mm. Was there anything, anything in particular that, 
you just went, whoa, I didn't expect that to happen in the midst of your training? Or were you just like, okay, this is a new challenge. I'm going to kick ass um, in this sport as well as I did in MMA. Um, look, it was all a challenge. It all still is a challenge. Like I still try, try to make sure I train two, three times a week, um, depending on like match schedules and stuff like that. Um, I obviously, I, I'm a bigger guy. So like I definitely struggled more with like the agility side of things and mm-hmm. like the lucha side of things. So like those things come up with training and I'm just kind of like, yeah, nah, maybe next time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like overall, I kind of just picked things up as they came along and I tend to pick things up reasonably quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was never, cardio is always a struggle. Yep. Um, but technique wise and stuff like that. I think I'm kind of lucky in the fact that like I can pick things up fairly quickly. Well, you're just saying cardio. I think the very first match I saw you, I think I can't remember which breakout was, it was, it was sometime last year. I saw, saw you and I just, you're saying, you're saying your cardio is, you know, something you're working on. I'm actually really impressed because I thought your cardio was fantastic. Uh, you were no, just go, you, you were just going back and forth, back and forth. Just like this guy is almost as big as me. Cause I'm a pretty big bloke. Um, but yeah. you're going, but you're going like no tomorrow, and I can I can I think if I even just went the rings one one or two times, I'm already puffed. You're you're just, yeah. you're just killing it out there, bud. Yeah, the like my in ring cardio can go pretty good sometimes, depending mm-hmm. on the night. Um, definitely outside the ring, it's a lot worse. But you know, you kind of adapt to what you need to do, and you know when you need to push your body, and like you know when you're hitting the ropes and stuff like that, you know how to hit them and everything like that. So you kind of just adapt. Like I, I was definitely, even when I started wrestling, coming from like kickboxing and MMA and stuff like that, I was good for like, you know, rounds. So I'd be good for like three minutes. So I'd be good for a drill. And then like 30 seconds, a minute later, I'd be recovered and a lot of other people would still be huffing and puffing because mm. my body was just so used to, you know, that type of cardio. So consistent 20 minutes, no good. Give me three or four, no problems. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so let's let's take a uh, flashback, as we say. Uh, let's go back to your first match. Um, firstly, yeah. who was it with? Um, how did it actually go? Uh, so my first match was, uh, I believe, it was APW Breakout Thirteen. Mm-hmm. I think it was. They're coming up to Breakout Thirty next month. So it's been a while. It seems like a very long time ago now. Um, but it was actually against uh, a guy who wrestles by James Marshall. Uh-huh. Um, it was my very first match. Um, overall, it was a good match. Like, nothing went wrong. It ended up with me getting, I think, I got super kicked by someone that turned the heel and someone else debuted and there was all sorts of shambles. But it was kind of just dumping up and up from there, you know? So what's, what's different now from that first match as opposed to how you're wrestling now? Have you... Um, adapted more uh, more of a different ring style or have you gotten extremely confident? Because some people, you know, they have their first match, they think they're on top of the world. And then, you know, 10 matches later, they're like, okay, that's where I was before. But um, now I'm I'm going to go to this level. Like what, how, how much has changed for you since then? Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I look back at the match and I go, that was a bit rough. Mm. But, you know, it's like... Um, like nothing. Like I've tried to keep the style of what I do is the same, which is you know hard hitting and throwing people around the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more I've just kind of evolved into that style, and I find out 
you know, what works for me and like what moves I I tend to make like my go-to moves and like stuff like that. Yeah. Like I had all these ideas, especially when I debuted, I was like, oh, you know, I'll do a pump handle into like the world's strongest slam and, you know, all this stuff. I think I did it in that debut match and I've never done it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just stuff like that and just kind of finding out like who I am as a person in the ring mm. and like, yeah, that type of thing. Well, when you were developing, uh, and I hope I, I hope I'm not uh, stepping out of bounds just when I say this, but when you were developing your gimmick, uh, what what how, how did you sort of get to get to where you are now? Like, what inspired you to be um, that person? So the person in the ring, like Jordan Sampson in the ring, like is Jordan Sampson. Like I'm Jordan Sampson. Like mm. my ring name is my shoot name. Like there's no difference between me and the person in the ring, except my turn everything up, you know, turn it up a hundred. Yeah. Like it's the age of saying like the best characters you see is a person, just general persona, just turned way the hell up. So me in the ring, like is me, like sometimes it's further away from me than normal. Um, but usually I try to just, cause I'm not a super creative person. Mm. So I kind of just try to let it be me and just turn the volume up a little bit. Okay. No, that, that, that's, that's, that's really cool. But did you have any um, sort of potential different characters you may have wanted to be, or you just always just wanted to be yourself, just dialed up to a, to a hundred, as you say? Um, to be honest, it was kind of always just going to be me. Okay. Um, coming from, once again, coming from like the MMA kickboxing background, my thought process was, well, if anyone ever looks it up and looks my name up, they'll probably find, you know, uh, there's a couple of my kickboxing fights on YouTube and, you know, stuff like that. They mm. might find that stuff and then they go, oh, okay. So there's like a link between like the person in the ring and the person who used to fight. Mm. Um, and yeah, like it was never really much of a question like to be someone else. Um, I was just never really interested in doing that. Yeah. So you just want to be true to yourself and you just wanted to, you know, have sort of more of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a meaner, not not a mean demeanor, but just a, just more elevated demeanor that you already currently have. Yeah, yeah, just like a lot more serious, like yeah. a lot more serious than I am generally during the day and throughout the week and stuff like that. Like walk through those curtains and then like I'm there for business, you know. Mm. Well, I, 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 if you watched our vodcast uh, when we did. Um, I can't remember which breakout was. It was a breakout uh, that we went to uh, in the in the midst of one of your matches. Somebody was saying, "How about this? How about that?" And you just turned around and said, "How about you shut the f up?" And I just went, "Whoa, this guy's on fire! Yeah. Like he means business." I'm like, "I don't want to," because I, I was trying to be, you know, a heckler myself. And I went after that line. I went, "No, nope, I'm not saying one thing." <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was terrified when when you when you said that because, like, literally, you you hadn't said anything. You were just beating the crap. I think it was. I think it was James you were, you were, you were fighting on that one. And, um, man, I just went, well, I can't, I, I, I don't want you to meet me afterwards and kick my ass. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Like that's definitely something, um, that's probably been the hardest learning curve when it comes to wrestling is like that interaction side and, you know, not completely zoning in on what I'm doing in the ring, but acknowledging yeah. stuff that, going on around the ring and outside of the ring as well. 
Yeah. How do you block that? Because I, I think it was not, not APW, but there was another wrestling organization, I'm not going to mention on the air, um, that I went to. Um, and I remember there was this lady, she was screaming out all these profanities to this one particular wrestler. And I, I, I was friends with them and I actually, you know, contacted them after they were in tears because it was just, because yeah. some, because some wrestling fans are just poison. Yeah, yeah, poison and brutal. Like, how do how, how do you um, block that sometimes? Because I'm I'm imagining you probably have your fair share of uh, hecklers out there, but also um, just gremlins. I like to call them um, that have done uh, done and said stuff to you. Yeah, um, I think it's just like a focus thing. Mm. Um, like, I, whenever I used to be in the ring, I used to be so focused on what I do, what I was doing, and everything like that. Like, I never heard anyone outside of the ring other than, like, my coach yelling at me. Yeah. Um, which is quite funny because he was loud as <laughs> So you knew who he was instantly. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Right? Like, it's just kind of like you enter that zone mm-hmm. and, like, you just kind of focus in, like, especially me. Like, I just kind of focus in on what I'm, what I'm doing. So when I am, like, acknowledging people in the crowd, it's because, not because I've lost focus, but I can step away from what I'm doing for those split seconds and I can hear what they're saying and I can respond and stuff like that. Fair enough. Um, what were some of the hardest things that you've had to deal with and what were some of the times that you just went, you know what, it's not not worth uh, doing this anymore. I'm getting so many bad things happen to me. But what kept you motivated during that time as well? Uh, so COVID? Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, 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 that's... Uh, COVID is one of the reasons why we're here now because what if a school was born because of COVID? We were bored and we're like, well, everyone's being so freaking negative. Let's make something positive. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so COVID was rough. Like, obviously COVID was rough. <clears throat> um, but, like, so COVID came, what, Feb- February? I think something February like 2020 was that I just, like for APW, I just won the number one contendership for their breakout title, like the December show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we're going to start ramping up, doing that story for the breakout championship, everything like that, going in like to wrestle my chaos and everything like that. And then, yeah, just COVID hit and lockdowns. And um, a lot of not my overall happiness was tied into wrestling, but, you know, I got a lot out of wrestling like a I had a you know a great group of friends through wrestling, almost like another family. Um, things to do, you know, a couple times a week, and then shows every other weekend, mm. everything like that. So, getting like locked down in COVID and stuff like that, um, I had to like isolate myself from wrestling as a whole. Like I think for especially that first lockdown, I didn't watch any wrestling. Like I didn't look up, you know, WWE. I wasn't watching like current stuff. I wasn't watching old pay-per-views. I wouldn't, you know, watch any indie stuff other than like what would pop up on my Facebook feed. Yeah. I kind of just eliminated wrestling from my life because if I was watching it, I wanted to do it. Mm. Um, So I had to, you know, almost take a step back and just not be in the moment with wrestling because otherwise it was going to, you know, bring me down a lot more mentally than everything already was. Yeah. So there was like there was probably a couple times where it was like I've I've missed a couple of years. Like, is it worth going back? What am I going to do? Like, am I good enough to keep doing this? Because like 
not that I'm old, but I'm also like, I'm 27 now. So I was like 25, 26 going through it. I, it wasn't like I was starting at 19 and, you know, there's a clear like 10, 20 years ahead of me. It's I'm starting at 25, 26. So is it a good time to start something like a pro wrestling career? Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of had to pull through that just like everyone else did. And, you know, we came back, we hit, there was a few interruptions along the way, but I just kind of kept pursuing and everything like that. Right. And it's just, it's just interesting because like you love something so much, but you had to step away, not even watch anything. Like, I can't even remember a single time I've not had wrestling in my life. Like that's how much of a wrestling yeah. fan I am. And for me to love something like that and to step away, I that that would be heartbreaking for me. So good on your brother for you know sticking to your guns and keeping your passion alive. Because yeah. like I, I I can't I, I literally if I if I couldn't do what if it's called on a daily basis like what I do now, um, there's no point, you know. And yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's really inspiring what you've done. Yeah, it was definitely like. It was a hard thing to do, but it's kind of what, what I had to do to keep myself sane. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, otherwise, you know, especially like at one point, everyone was obviously all in the same boat. Yeah. And then, you know, being in Melbourne, we kind of copped it a lot harsher than a lot of other places in Australia and the world. Mm. So all these places are starting to open up and everyone gets to start wrestling or even go into the movies or go to the shops and stuff like that. And yeah. like, it was just... Yeah, I just had to separate myself from it because otherwise I knew I'd just drive myself crazy. Mm. It was it was rough on all of us, and the fact that when so many wrestlers knew that the the borders were going to be shutting up, they actually left uh, left left the state just to go wrestle somewhere else and stay there. I mean, it like hats off to them, but it's just it's the whole wrestling, the whole Melbourne wrestling community uh, really suffered. And I, I'll be flat out honest, I thought majority of the um, promotions were going to fold because. You know, like I think APW, I think it was three shows that were cancelled in a row, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, I know we ran, <laughs> uh, we ran a breakout late December in the old in our old factory. Yep. Um, and then we decided, or the management decided, to upgrade and get a new factory, which is the venue you obviously have been to. Mm-hmm. Um, with a nice big stage and a bigger venue and stuff like that, and I, I don't even think we ran. We might have ran a show, maybe, and then lockdown hit, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously we came out of it, and then we ran maybe a show, and then lockdown hit again, and yep. so I think, I yeah, it's just all <clears throat> over the shop. Um, oh, it was heartbreaking it was to see. Yeah. yeah, and not just us, like everyone. Um, everyone copped it, like damn, do you copped it? Like I know they rescheduled so many shows, and mm. NAW, like MCW, everyone in Melbourne, just yeah. like, it was like, do we even try running a show because who knows what's going to happen in a month? Like we can't just advertise a show on three days' notice and, yeah. you know, run it. We need like a period of time to advertise these things. Yeah, no, it's just, well, th- thank God we're out of that period now and, you know, we get to see APW, we get to see you up up, up on stage. Um, but, f- pardon my French, but that that was a rough, that rough, rough period for all of us. And I can't imagine for you guys, I think some of some wrestlers out there rely on that paycheck, you know, and that, that was a rough two years. It really was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's, let's... <laughs> 
we were saying this before uh, we started this recording that uh, and I'm sorry for the swearing that's about to come out because I know there's going to be a lot of it now um, <laughs> but your love of deathmatch wrestling first and foremost <laughs> I have to ask what the yeah. f*** are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the, it's the same question my wife asks me every time I say hey I've got this coming up yeah. she goes oh not again <laughs> why? why do you do this? um <laughs> It just kind of happened, um, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of the blame falls to uh, York. Um, For those who don't know, from Perth and now wrestles in Melbourne and Mm -hmm. is the current APW heavyweight champion. Um, The blame pretty much falls to him for this happening. Um, So start of February this year, Mm -hmm. um, he had a street fight scheduled uh, against someone who had an issue and had to pull out and I get a message I think it was like the Sunday the week of the show mm-hmm. and it was like hey do you want to do a street fight on Friday night yeah all right cool no problems I'll I'll do the match yeah and then I get this message and it goes hey it's going to be closer to a death match than a street fight but we're not going to advertise it as a death match right <laughs> um yeah okay cool whatever yeah, that'll be fine. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of came to that Friday and all hell broke loose and me and York kind of burnt down the building and just killed each other, essentially. Um, and he goes he goes to me, he goes, once you do this, you're going to get bit by the bug. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, the death match bug. Like, it'll happen. He goes, you'll have this match. And you'll just want to keep doing it again and again and again. I'm like, nah, man, like, it's fine. Like, I'll do them every now and then. Like, it'll just be, you know, this occasional thing. Yeah. Like, I've got no problem with, like, doing dumb shit body. Like, who cares? And he was right. And then the butt, the, the, the bug bit. And that was the end of it. And Joel Bateman kind of fed the fires to that as well, being Joel Bateman. What what is it that that drives you to want to put your body through that sort of um I was going to say pain but that, that's only what, what the word I want to use the that massacre of a of a match what 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 drives you to do it uh, the adrenaline honestly the adrenaline's a big part like um the adrenaline like that adrenaline bump and that adrenaline high you experience not just from wrestling like. I experienced it from wrestling just on a general, <clears throat> but it, that extra level it goes to like, you know, when you're doing a death match and mm-hmm. everything like that, um, it's just like a whole nother level. Um, and like, I, I honestly, I can't really explain it, but like, I know there's moments like in like death matches and stuff where it's just like raw, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's just exactly who you are coming to the surface. And, like, I obviously know not, like, everyone can do that type of thing or is willing to do that type of thing. But I know when I do those matches, there's certain moments where me in that match is as real as I'll ever be or as I'll I'll ever get, you know? Okay. Because one one thing that I noticed the first time I ever saw you, and God bless you for doing this, you wrestled barefoot. Yeah. And... (laughs) The uh, going growing up in the eighties and nineties. That's how old I am. Don't don't um you know read into it, people. Uh, 
the only people who I ever saw um, wrestling barefoot were insane. So obviously the Wild Samoans are the first people that come to mind whenever I think of that. Um, we had uh, Raikishi when he was um, part of the Samoan SWAT team, I think, from memory. Yeah. Um, Haku. So all, all you know, if you were Samoan, you were you were wearing uh, barefoot. But occasionally you might find somebody who was another in this city, and they and I just like, oh my god, that's absolutely insane. And I remember recently I went to um, World Series Wrestling, and Kevin Ugg was in a uh, hardcore match with uh, Joey Janela. And yep. unfortunately, we have I haven't finished uh, editing the video for that. But you hear me say, uh, scream out because he's running down. Um, how was it? The uh, thumbtacks, and he just stops. He says, "Ah!" Oh! And you hear me just say, "What a f- idiot!" You know what yeah. were you thinking? And when you uh, showed that video, uh, that photo of you um, bleeding all over uh, from your recent death match. I'm just thinking, what does his feet look like? That's the first thing that came to my head. And I'm like, is it is it any any reason why you fight barefoot? Is it because of the MMA background? Or is this because you love the adrenaline and you just anything can happen if you're barefoot? Um, no, so it came purely from like the MMA kickboxing, like jiu-jitsu background. Like mm-hmm. it was I I initially started training in like shoes, like a normal person. Yep. Um and it just didn't feel comfortable and it didn't feel natural right. um, to be like, I barely like wearing shoes at the gym, you know, like I'll wear, you know, like a pair of chucks or something because they're so like flat bottomed and barely anything there. Like, it's just like after all those years, like it's hard to not train like that. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a disadvantage when it comes to things like jumping on the ropes and stuff like that or if the rings covered in glass and thumbtacks. Um so yeah, definitely probably should have been something I'd think about, but too late now. Hey, at least it's memorable. Uh like your whole your whole ring attire is very memorable. And and now that we now know that you had an MMA background, it's like, okay, makes sense. He's an MMA guy. Um, yeah, now a wrestler, it's fits perfect. It's like it's like a glove, fits perfectly like a glove. Being that you come from that uh that background and you now do wrestling more, more now, but do you do you think you're going to ever go back into MMA and then do sort of like a Brock Lesnar thing or even to a Bobby Lashley thing? Um, look, never say never. Mm-hmm. Um, I've obviously I've had those um, thoughts <clears throat> of doing it and being like that guy, and I definitely still know a lot of people in that business, like in the fight business and stuff like that. Mm. Um, the original team I kind of trained with and stuff like that ended up uh, kind of disbanding, you could say, because like the head coach ended up uh, moving back overseas again oh, okay. and stuff like that. So I'd mm-hmm. have to find like a whole whole new place to train and stuff like that, which wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world. No. Um, but it'd be something I'd have to think about and look into and stuff like that. But wrestling's so all-consuming for my life, like, um, other than wrestling, like I have my wife and my dogs, and we just bought a house that we're renovating. So, like, oh, okay. my time, you know, kind of split up enough as it is without adding another sport into it, you know? Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Um, lastly, what's next for you, Jordan? Um, so, immediately next is APW anniversary mm-hmm. this coming weekend on the, uh, on the 20th. Uh, wrestling Callum Butcher 
Uh, we're going to beat the shit out of each other, essentially. <laughs> um, it's going to be a good time. And then the following weekend uh, is DMDU's Dream Tournament. Uh, well, hopefully, I'll do pretty good in that. Do some real dumb shit as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, going to pack my bags and fly to America for a couple of weeks and go hard in America for a few weeks, you know? All right. Well, best of luck at you going to America. Do us proud. We expect big things out of you. That's for sure. <laughs> um, lastly, where can our listeners and all your fans find you on uh, social media? Uh, so I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you know, like the big three. Uh, I think my Twitter is like Jordan Sampson PW. Um, I think my Instagram is the same as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And my Facebook's just Jordan Sampson Pro Wrestler. So I'm on there. I'm not on facebook as much but i'm more active on twitter and instagram okay well we'll we'll make sure we put that all in the description um jordan thank you so much for being part of our show and good luck in america no worries man thank you for having me and that's the end of that episode don't forget to like share subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and while you're there why don't leave us a review if you can't wait for our next episode, make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you can find the latest episodes of Mukbanging Around, Reaction, and also the vlogcast. And don't forget to follow us on all our socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and we can all be found at whatever it's called. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.